every day, every hour. You know, when I look at the name of your church, Apostolic Church, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but uh, the church I pastored in Lancaster uh, uh, for several years was a, the first apostolic church. And uh, it's, uh, it's still apostolic today. That's the Bible plan. And, uh, you know, it's, it's quite a day that we are living in. We've never been in a day like this. Those of you that uh, uh, have been around a while, you know this, that uh, this world is in trouble. It's in deep trouble. And uh, it's going to take those that are serving God. You've, been, you've repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, been filled with the Holy Ghost. You have the promise of the coming of the Lord. Now, if you haven't been, you're in trouble. You need to reconsider and, uh, and let God do a, a marvelous work. You know, even right now with the... Uh, trouble in Ukraine. Uh, I, uh, I've got to be careful. I, I don't want to talk too much here this morning. But uh, the pastors over there, their faith is very high. I heard one of our pastors from their state today that, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they just have faith to believe that God's going to help them through it all. Now, as far as we've heard, I know of no pastor that we've lost I know of no church that we've lost. Now, again, you know, sometimes you don't get all the information until, you know, past. But uh, uh, there's just so many things taking place today. And uh, we need to pray uh, the pastors, the churches, the saints, and then the country. We've got a lot of churches there. And uh, they are, uh, they are uh, really praying and seeking God and it has put them on their face it has really put them on their face and and we just pray that uh, that God will surround them with his angelic host of protection each of them and he's able you know the Bible says he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think so we just need to think positive that God's at work and uh, I just uh, am glad to be back, uh, back in Belleville here today and trust that the Lord will help us with this message that I have felt for several days. I just uh, uh, trust that uh, I can communicate to you so that you will understand what I'm preaching because I don't want I, I to preach over your heads, but uh, this, this message this morning will not go over your head. I think, you'll, I think it's uh, down to earth. So um, I want to call your attention this morning to uh, St. John chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. St. John 12 and uh, beginning, well, let's start, no, let's, let's start with verse 3. Verse 3 of John chapter 12. And it reads like this. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him? Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Then he said, 
not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and there was put and, and, uh, and bear what was put in. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burial has she kept this. For the poor have ye always with you, but me ye have not always. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. And the thought I want to speak on this morning is this question. To what purpose is this waste? To what purpose is this waste? You may be seated. Now, this setting uh, is uh, mentioned in Matthew chapter 26, Mark chapter 14, and John chapter 12. Now, in, uh, in Matthew, it, it says that her gift was very precious. In Mark, Mark also says it was very precious. But in John, it says it was very costly. Now, Mary was a very wise and spiritual woman. Uh, she was uh, the sister of Martha and Lazarus. And Jesus was in the home of one Simon, the leper, who lived in Bethany. Now Mary came in as an uninvited guest with her very expensive ointment. She anointed the head and feet of Jesus. Now it had to be the ointment in a vessel where she could kind of go from the top that would flood his body. Now, I know it sounds like a very strange way to worship Jesus. But uh, the Bible says, as we've already mentioned, that it was a costly offering that she gave to the Lord. Now, that offering was called spikenard. It was a very imported ointment from India and a whole jar would cost the equivalent of a commerce, a, a common worker's yearly income. Think of the size of that gift. Think of that. Now Mary, Mary gave lavishly. She gave lovingly. She was not ashamed to show her love for Jesus Christ openly. But when she did the disciples of all people spoke up and became upset with her giving. Now, Jesus spoke up and said, or I'm sorry, Judas, J-U-D-A-S, Judas spoke up and said, to what purpose is this waste? Now, for this ointment, he went on, he said, for this ointment might have been sold for much, and given to the poor. Now, Judas was not concerned about the poor, as he indicated, but he was a self-centered man. Money, money was his God. 
Now, following this event, Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And I was trying to go back and find out now, what would that equate to our money today? And from what I was able to uh, find out, it would have been $21.60. A little different than what uh, Mary was willing. Now, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10, uh, you've heard this scripture many times. Paul writing, he said, For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, it was his root problem. Follow me. Now, waste, the word waste means, that, well, it has several, several different phrases that uh, emphasize what it is. It means, waste means give thoughtlessly, give uselessly, squander, being extravagant, and then finally throwing your money away. Now, look at Mary. This was not her first time to meet Jesus. Two years earlier, in Luke chapter 10, Mary was spellbound at the teachings of Jesus in her home. Martha, Martha, her sister, was fixing the meal and got upset at Mary because she didn't come and help her in the kitchen. Now, Martha wanted to impress the Lord while Mary was impressed by the Lord. There is a difference. Now, when we consider this particular thought today, what mean ye this waste? You see, many people consider giving to foreign missions a waste of money. Why should we be concerned about those people over there? Let them take care of themselves. But I have a, I don't, I don't want to take time to read it this morning, but I just got this from, from one of our aimers this week. And, um, uh, you know, her, her dad, uh, some of you may remember Brother, Brother Robert Trapani. He was quite a teacher. And uh, this is his daughter. Uh, who has been over there for five years in the country of Latvia, which is next door to Russia. And in this report, she just relates all that God has done. And she relate here her one illustration where she had been dealing with a Russian boy and uh, a Russian young man. And uh, uh, he just got upset when she was being friendly with him. She, he said, he said you, you folks don't always treat people, me like this. And he was shocked that she even was concerned about him. But she taught him. He was baptized in Jesus' name. He was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, a Russian young man. Now, they'll, they'll respond if we can be, well, when, when we can speak with simplicity so they'd understand what the Bible is saying. She said, hey, you're different, than, you're different than, than most people I know. Sure, she was different because God Almighty had changed her life. Now, 
You know, there, there are three consequences to her act of worship. I'm talking about to Mary. Now, uh, the first one is, the, house, the Bible says the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. Now, there is always a spiritual fragrance in the house where Jesus is worshiped. We've already felt it here this morning. Now, you might have, now, let me just mention this. Some of you uh, that have younger children, you may have neighbor kids that just like to come into your house and make themselves welcome. You know, there could be a reason. What they feel in your house is different than what they feel in their house. You, as you give honor to God Almighty, he blesses you. You see, maybe, maybe these kids have never felt what they fear in your house. It's just new to them. They don't understand what it is, but it feels good. It's just that simple. Now, you, you see, they feel peace in your house. Now, the second, the second consequence of, of, uh, of all that she did, the Bible says that the disciples led by Judas criticized Mary for wasting her money. Now, it sounded so pious for Judas to talk about the poor, but he wasn't interested in the poor. He was interested in money. Mary expressed such great love for the Lord that a year's wage, follow me, a year's wage was poured down over the head and feet of Jesus. A year's wage. Now you say, well, just how much money would that be? Well, let me just bring it down to us today. What do you have as a year's wage yourself? The Bible says she gave a year's wage. No wonder the disciples were shook up and Judas was stirred up because of her giving. But you see, when we give, God Almighty sees our giving. And sometimes we think, well, you know, when the offering comes around. In fact, God, God moved on me a few years ago. Uh, about uh, when I, you know, when we went to churches and then even when we were home, that when the offering was taken, I had to give more than I had been given. And God has blessed me ever since. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I've never told this before, but I give $50 every time the offering is taken. And God blesses. Amen. You see, when, when, when we wholeheartedly think about money. It's wrong. But when we are willing to give God as he directs. Now, I thought I was given pretty good uh, earlier, but I wasn't given like what I give now. But God has blessed. You're the first church I've ever said that to. But I'm just letting you know that God will bless your giving if you'll give him a chance. You give God Almighty a chance and he will bless you exceedingly, abundantly. Mm. 
Now, Jesus also knew Mary's heart and quickly defended her when the disciples and Judas said, well, what purpose is this this way? Why in a word are you given like that? She gave because of love. And love, love gets the attention of Jesus Christ Almighty. Now, Jesus commended Mary and accepted her gracious gift. Jesus knew the heart of Judas and, and understood why the disciples followed his example. He also knew Mary's heart and quickly defended her. The disciples asked, to what purpose is this waste? You see, it doesn't, it doesn't appear like the disciples had any kind of love like Mary had. They didn't want to give anything. But Mary was willing to give one year's wage. The only account like that in the scripture. Mary gave one year's wage. Now just think, I don't have to you know, find out, well, what do, you get, what do you make for a year? I don't have to ask that. You, you, you know what you give. You know what you make. And how's your giving compared to what you make? Just a thought. It seems that Mary knew something about St. John 7, 37, and 38, which reads like this. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, Mary had been thirsty. Verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, Mary found that, she, she really found what she had been looking for when she found Jesus. She loved to worship him. She loved to worship him whenever she got close to him. There was, there was just something. He drew her. I mean, she was drawn to him. Now, her worship was not understood by others. Now, keep in mind today, your giving is not understood by others. They wonder, why do you waste your money in putting it in an offering plate? You're wasting your money. Oh, no. Oh, no. You, you see, she gave her life savings for the ointment. Now, it must have been sacrificial. It must have been sacrificial. It was her expression of love to Almighty God. Consider this. Maybe it was her retirement. Just think about it. Maybe it was her retirement. You see, worship is not always appreciated by those standing by. She felt her love had to be shown. Now, let me, let me just follow me here. Her love was spontaneous. Her love was generous. Her love was extravagant. You have to say yes to every one of them. Her love for the Lord was expressed from the bottom of her heart. It was public. It was lavish. It was personal. And she wasn't embarrassed or even ashamed. 
She loved his honesty, his purity, and his compassion. It and she wasn't afraid to show it and did show it. You see, the disciples did not know the true character of Judas. He criticized Mary. His criticism of Mary sounded so spiritual and uh, that, that, that they just couldn't understand what in the world is this lady doing. But we know the real reason that Judas wasted the ointment. You, you see, the money would go into the treasury and he just happened to be the secretary. He had a reason. Now, money meant more to him than giving to God. Now, notice, notice how Jesus, uh, notice what he said about Judas in John chapter 12 and verse 6. I already read it to you. Now, notice here's what it says. This he said, not that, now talking about Judas, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Now, let me also read the next two verses. Verse 7. Then said Jesus, let her alone. In other words, just shut up. In essence, that's what he was saying. He said, just shut up. He said, I know what she's given, and I know why she's given. Keep your mouth shut. I know that's blunt, but that's really, that's really what he was saying. Uh, he said, let her alone. Against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. And verse 6, for the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Now, there's something about Mary. She seemed to know what others did not know. She seemed to recognize that his death was coming in quick. It was only just a few days away. And Jesus said, Jesus recognized what she was doing. Jesus said, she has given this because of my death that is coming. You see, there's something about, uh, about the Lord God Almighty. He, he knows so much, and we are blind to what he knows. You know, we, we just, we, we, we can't quite comprehend everything. You see, you can't calculate all you do for God in dollars and cents. Now, our worship involves raising our hands. Is that, is that waste? Our worship involves clapping our hands. Is that a waste? Our worship involves crying in church. Some have already cried in this service this morning. That's not a waste. That's praise to Almighty God. Sometimes we will laugh and people wonder, what in the world are you laughing about? It's simply because the Lord God has blessed us in so many ways. We just need to acknowledge what he's done. What about our singing? We sing praise to Almighty God. Is that a waste? No. I watched the, uh, the, the group up here this morning. The singers, they got with it. They got with it. And God was watching. Is that a waste? Oh, no, 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 no. 
and then we clap our hands and rejoice. Not a waste. Maybe even running, or I, I know I, I attend the church in, in Bridgeton uh, when we're home, and, and uh, so many times there's one, one brother that sings in the choir, uh, well, he's a praise singer, and sings in the choir, and all at once he'll put down his mic, and first thing you know, he's d- jumping down, going all the way around to the church, and he may go around another time. Is that a waste? No, no, no. You can, you can laugh if you want, but the Lord's not laughing. The Lord's not laughing. You just, <clears throat> even with our, you know, shouting and jumping up and down, the world calls that a waste, but they don't understand. They don't know where we have come from. They don't know our past. Notice what Paul wrote. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9, 10, and 11. I'm sure they'll have it on the screen. Now, follow this. He lists the sins. And just think about yourself. Lord, was that me before I came in church? Know ye not, now here's what he wrote. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators. Now watch it nor idolaters, or adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. I mean, he gets down to business. Nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But then verse 11 is where he says, and such were, Thank God that's a past. And such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Thank God for his love, his saving power, his delivering power. You see, we know, we know who we worship. His name is Jesus. A number of years ago, I was preaching a con- I may have mentioned this uh, uh, at least one time when I was here. But I was preaching a conference in Zambia. In fact, it was interesting uh, about me going to that conference because I had agreed to go not knowing I was the speaker. And uh, I, I, was, uh, I was on my way to Africa, and uh, we, we were changing planes in Germany. Well, Brother Freeman who was the uh, supervisor of Africa at that time, he was coming to the States, and I was going to Africa. And I met him there in Germany, and we were talking about the conference, and I said, well, Brother Freeman, who's preaching that conference? He looked at me, and he said, well, you are. I said, I didn't know that. He said, you know it now. (laughs) Now, there's something that happened during one of the services in that conference. Uh, I had preached, I had preached heavy that night on sin. And I turned it back to the missionary, Brother Don Eichert, who has gone on to be with the Lord, but what a great missionary he was. But uh, Brother Eichert was making the altar appeal. I'd never heard it before or since like his appeal. 
he uh, uh, challenged them to come. He said, I want you adulterers to come and pray here. And they came. I want you liars to come here. And they came. I want you, uh, you stealers to, to pray. Uh, he named sin and they came. And God did a miraculous work in the service that night. He named sin and they knew what it was. Oh, he's a mighty God. You know, we do, we do a lot of things, uh, even in our day-by-day -day activities, that some people would call it a waste. You know, you, you, have, more than, you have more than just uh, uh, a table and, and four chairs. You usually have many more, sofa and, you know, Many other things. We, we could we, we we get things that we enjoy. You know, a nice bunch of flowers. Oh yes, I, I like to get that from my wife. You know, she she is. Well, thank you, thank you for the flowers. But you know, a lot of things we get, and we could say it's a waste, but we enjoy it. But you know, there 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 is something there there is something about our faith promise giving. Uh, I, I want to talk just, uh, just a few minutes on this. And uh, I, I, just this past year, uh, we, uh, we preached in Bridgeton, a Faith Promise uh, Sunday there. And uh, then uh, a few months later, one of the men in the church on a Sunday night when we were home, uh, th this man came up and knelt right down beside me. I was on the end uh, seat there. And he thanked me. He said, Brother Lehman, I want to thank you for that message. He said, I want to tell you what happened to my wife and I in that, uh, in that service. He said, uh, you, know, uh, we, you know, I challenged the people to ask the Lord for direction with the giving. Now, this was not a wealthy family. But he told me, he said, my wife and I made our commitment for $33.33 a month. Now, that's, that's not much, you know, to, to many people. That wasn't, that, you know, but to, to them, it could have been quite a bit. But he told me, now notice, notice, he said, within the month, I got a raise of $333.33 a month. That's one of the most spectacular faith promise commitments in all my years of travel. But it was not a waste. He saw what they did. First of all, they prayed. And then they obeyed. And when they obeyed, $33.33. It didn't sound much to me, but I don't know what it sounded to the Lord. He said, hmm, I'll take care of that. Now, I have checked since then. I don't even know the, the, the man's name. I, I checked then uh, with, uh, with one of the secretaries, and I mentioned, I said, uh, what, what was the man's name that committed $33.33 a month? Well, right away, she knew who it was. She said, and Brother Lehman, he's faithful. I didn't even ask, is he faithful? She said, Brother Lehman, he's faithful. You see, when we make our commitments and obey as the Lord has directed, he hears. The Bible says he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or even think. And so 
There are so many miraculous miracles that God does. In fact, I was at a church in Minnesota, Bloomington, Minneapolis, Bloomington, Minnesota suburb, and the church was in a, I'd been there several times, and they gave to missions when they they desperately needed a bigger building. Well, they continued to give, and God opened the door for them to buy a much larger church in the prime area of Minneapolis. What they gave was not a waste. It was just a foundation of what God was going to do thereon. You see, uh, I was at a church in Russellville, Kentucky, and uh, there was a a young boy, I I should say probably uh, 25 years old, maybe 30, came in in a wheelchair. I didn't realize that, that uh, his, his wife was not with him. He came by himself. And in that service, uh, he made a commitment of $10 a month. $10 a month. Now, I didn't, uh, well, those that were there, some of them may have known that uh, that, that, was a, that, that was a pretty strong commitment for that young man because he wasn't, he, he wasn't able to work. He was just in a wheelchair. When he got home and told his wife what he had done, she had a fit because she said, you didn't tell me what you were going to do in that service. The following week, they got a notice from the hospital being that they had overpaid and, and they had been given a check for $150 which was more than 12 times 12, $150. God took care of it. You see, the wife thought it was a waste. You follow me? She thought it was a waste, but she did not know what, that young, or what her husband felt in that service. And when we are willing to obey as God directs, even if it's small, God honors but don't be a cheapskate. Be willing, be willing to obey as the Lord directs. And when you do, you're going to be blessed. You see, when you die, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe as the Lord, and I'm convinced that the Lord talks to people during the service, during the message, the Lord talks. And you understand what he's wanting you to commit. But you see, when you die, you leave nothing in this world except your character. You don't leave your money. Well, yeah, you leave it, but you can't take it with you. The only thing you leave in this world is nothing except your character. Now, that's something to think about. Do they know if you're a tightwad? or if you are a person that loves the Lord. Now, you see, when when we are willing to give as God directs, in fact, uh, a number of years ago, I was preaching, and it's been several years ago, I was preaching in in Bridgeton, uh, challenging them to make a commitment, and there was a a couple there in that service. The the husband, uh, on his job, he... He was supposed to be getting a raise. 
And uh, so uh, he made his commitment, determined on what he thought the raise was going to be. And uh, so the first month, there was no raise. The second month, there was no raise. The third month, he got his raise five times what he thought he was going to get. Why? The Lord heard his prayer. Lord, what do you want, what do you want to channel through us, Lord? And he obeyed, and when he obeyed, God Almighty blessed. And I close with this testimony. In a church in Texas, there was a lady that made a faith promise commitment while needing car repairs done on her car. Three mechanics told her, he said, uh, you need, you, you need your, your motor overhauled because it was making a noise. And she took it to the mechanics and three of them said, you need an overhaul. Well, she kept putting it off and putting it off. And then even in a faith promise service, uh, thinking about the faith promise, and she thought, but i got to have the car overhauled. And, and, but, but she just kind of put that aside, made her commitment. And uh, then a few days later, she drove down to get the car overhauled, pulled up the ramp, and as she got up the ramp, the knock stopped. She put the car in reverse, never had to have it overhauled. He knows whether we've obeyed or whatever we have done. So today, today, now we're not asking you to give a year's wage. All I'm suggesting is talk to him. Talk to the Lord. You see, Mary, Mary gave a year's wage with that perfume. It was from India. It was expensive. And God Almighty honored. So today, how do you feel? Are you willing to let the Lord uh, bless you? You say, well, I've never been blessed like that. Well, have you given like that? You know, there's a lot of times we, we can blame God, but God's not to blame. We have been like Judas. We have had money, money, money on our mind. But if you're willing to obey the master as he impresses you as to what he wants you to do, he will shock you. Just like that couple, $33.33 a month. And God gave him a, seemed like a nice raise, $333.33. It's up to you.